Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Women's Business Workshop podcast. In past episodes 55 and 56, we talked about increasing sales. I gave you guys some tactical action steps that you can take on a regular basis to attract more clients and sales. But today, I'm going to be focusing more on the soft skills of selling in your business and what you can do to attract sales more authentically and in a way that feels easier. I'm going to be sharing some advice from past podcast experts that have been guests on the show. Specifically, we're talking about combating those mindset blocks around selling and attracting through relationship building. If you are on the Podcast Club email list, you will receive a free download with these action steps mentioned in this episode in your inbox. I assembled them into a weekly checklist that you can print out, and that way it encourages you to keep building relationships every day. If you're not on that list and you'd like to be, just go to womensbusinessworkshop.com slash WBW podcast. All right, let's dive in. Thanks for joining us today on the Women's Business Workshop podcast. This is your host and business coach, Robin Walker, helping female entrepreneurs and business owners like yourself to find more strategy and focus in your business so that you can reach your goals with less distraction and overwhelm. Welcome to the show. I tend to go back and forth between online passive automated income strategy and relationship marketing. It's kind of like a tennis match for me. I get caught up in all the shiny new online platforms and the funnel tactics. Then I start to feel overwhelmed and I have to ask myself, is this a part of your plan? Nope, usually it's not. I need to go back to my plan. I do have a specific marketing plan. Uh, It's based on serving through great content and building relationships with specific platforms and delivery methods like speaking events, this podcast, and my online content. When I find myself overwhelmed, it's usually because I'm focusing on too many new things instead of trying to stick with my plan. And yes, I do struggle with distraction, just like every entrepreneur does at some point in their business, but my solid documented plan is what brings me back to clarity. Every time I go back and look at my plan and I just feel this sense of relief and clarity and the distraction and the shiny objects just kind of go out of focus. And yes, I still struggle with distraction, just like all of you guys do at some point in our businesses. I think every entrepreneur does. But I have a solid documented plan for what comes next. And when I go back and look at that, that's what brings me back to clarity. And that's what helps me fight the distraction. And I have to keep reminding myself, I'm not doing that right now. I am doing the plan. Give the plan time to work. So when I do these episodes about attracting clients or sales, I don't intend for you guys to do everything that's suggested. These tips and tactics and strategies are meant to enhance your current plan. The goal of these episodes is for you to have a couple actionable tasks that can improve what you're already doing, what you've already decided is the plan. Any other things you hear on here that you like, you can just put them on your someday list. Or if they don't apply right now, 
just leave them and come back to the episode in the future. Now, side note, if you don't have a plan, um, that's something you should address first. Before trying to throw a bunch of things at the wall to get new clients, really you should come up with a plan first. I'm happy to work on that with any of you in a one-on-one session or a VIP day. I would truly be honored. If you want ideas on action that you can take to start attracting new sales in your business, I am hosting mini sessions on May 17th and 18th of 2021. These are 30-minute sessions, and they're a great way to solidify some quick action steps and some clarity on what you should do next to start attracting more clients. I usually only offer these to the Impact Business Circle members, but I am opening them up to podcast listeners uh, for the month of May. So if you're interested, you can check the show notes and the link is there for you guys. We all know relationships play a huge role in business. We all know that. But it gets so tempting to focus on the online, automated, the mass appeal marketing tactics. And these definitely have their place in most businesses, whether that's a brick and mortar or online. And they should be used strategically when it's appropriate. But oftentimes, we end up getting distracted by that because when you're scrolling, you keep seeing all these webinars and uh, all these great things that you could be adding into your business. But today I want to focus on the relationship part of business and how that can help you to attract the right people for sales in your business. Before we even get into that, though, I do want to get into the mindset around sales. And uh, some of the experts in their clips that you'll be hearing are going to address this. So I won't spend a lot of time on it now. But I want you to be really honest with yourself as we're going through the episode on what you could improve in your mindset around sales. And it's like all the other parts in our business. The the bigger we get, the more we sell, the more some of these mindsets get triggered and come back into play. I think it's important to take an honest look at your mindset when it comes to selling. Seth Godin said in his book, The Practice, if we believe that it is not our turn, that we are not talented enough, we'll do whatever we can to make that story true. We'll sit back and wait to be chosen instead. I think this is so true, and honestly, I think half the time we don't even realize that we're doing it. You have to put yourself out there. Most work that comes to us, quote unquote, resulted from great work we've already done or something we put in motion in the past. Launching the sales page is really only the beginning. We had Erin O'Leela on the podcast in the past talking about this exact thing about sales page and not holding back and putting yourself out there. So I'm going to play her clip for you guys. It This is from episode 52, if you'd like to go back and listen to the entire episode. However, I, I say to my clients, and I've had this said to me before when I first started writing sales copy, is if you don't offer what it is you have to the world, then you're not helping them. Um, I think that more women would feel confident when it comes to writing sales copy if they looked at it from that lens of really being able to provide transformation to people to uh, change their lives. You know, it sounds a little extreme, but it's true. You know, if if what you have as a business owner can, um, help someone and can take them to a different level, 
you're really not selling in a negative way. What you're doing is you're changing their life. You're, you're putting yourself out there as someone that can get them to the next level. So it's helpful to sell your product. Um, and I think that really helps people start to feel a little bit more at ease of knowing that the sales page isn't this um, forceful thing that they have to put on their audience. And if anything, a sales page is something that can help their audience. Yeah. And you don't, it's not like you're forcing people to go to your sales page. People right. have gone there by choice. So it's not like anyone shows up, chooses to go to your sales page, shows up and is like, oh, the nerve she's trying right. to sell to me on the sales page. Like, who does she think she is? They chose to go to the sales page. It's not like you are showing up in their LinkedIn DMs and spamming them. They, they're they choosing to go to your sales page based on your other content. So right. yeah, and that's if you what you should do there. <laughs> yeah. If you take it from that, if you think about it, like ignore um, getting people to a sales page, which really is its own sure. separate conversation. But if you just imagine that people are showing up to your sales page, you have to think to yourself as a business owner, like, if it's like going to a party, right? You show up to a party, but if there's no food there, if there's nothing to drink, if there's no music or entertainment, they're going to be disappointed. So a sales page has to provide certain elements to satisfy that person who shows up at the sales page. If they show up and they just see like a buy now button, then they will feel insulted because you have done nothing to prime them for that purchase. Um, and that might feel a little more sleazy, like who's Robin and why does she want me to buy this thing, right? Whereas if you actually put some of the information that helps them make a decision on their own, you're again, doing them a service by providing them um, the information that they need to make that informed sales choice. Thank you, Erin. That was from episode 52 of the podcast. You can listen to the whole episode and the link is in the show notes. So after every mini topic we talk about in this podcast today, I'm going to give you an action step that you can do to actually take action on either the mindset issue or building relationships so that you're not just passively listening and then and you think, oh, yeah, that's me. And then you don't really do anything about it. So if you're multitasking, take a minute and write some of these down or make sure that you're signed up for the podcast email list. And these will all be in a checklist for you. The action step that I want you to take in regards to what Erin said is I want you to go look at one of your recent sales pages and ask yourself, what could you do with this content? How could you up-level this content so that you are showing up more? Ask yourself where you were holding back when you created it or gave the content to your website creator. What else could you add that's you stepping out in faith a little more to offer more, to sell more, to share more about this offer? So that's the action step for showing up on your sales pages. Okay, speaking of sales pages, how confident are you at saying the price of your product or services? Now, if we're undercharging, it's probably not so hard, but there are actual things you could say that are going to repel potential sales if, if we're not careful. And that's definitely something we don't want to do if it is one of our 
And that's definitely something we don't want to do if it's one of our ideal clients. That's the last thing we want to do. Melina Palmer was a guest on the podcast back on episode 50. And in this clip, she is sharing about how the way you speak about your offer and your and its price can attract the right clients or repel people, even if they are the right clients. She has an exercise she shares also that is really great, that is something that can help you if your price is a little higher than you're comfortable talking about. She has an exercise you can do to make it feel easier and more authentic and more of an invitation. So listen in. And one of the things that I see most entrepreneurs and just people in business in general that they really get wrong when you're talking about pricing, especially because when it's you and you're selling you, it's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I get it. I have to do the same thing. It's hard to overcome in our brains sometimes, but you end up you're so hesitant. I like to say it's like how dogs can smell fear, the confidence and lack of confidence, the person you're talking to can really feel it. And so if you say, Oh, well, you know, so it's $5,000. And I, I mean, I get if that feels like a lot because right. you know, you're just like justifying, and you know, I, I used to do it at four. And so if you really need to, I can discount it, blah, 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 blah. Right. You can't stop yourself from the <laughs> avalanche of, of explanations as to why, or, you know, we had to raise our prices recently because this happened. And, but if, you know, if you can't afford it, I totally it's get like it. We have payment plans not to buy. Exactly. <laughs> like Whereas, right. Whereas if instead you were to say, you know, I've got a couple of packages available. The most common one is $5,000. That's what most people pick. And this is what you get from that opportunity. And does that sound like something you want to move forward with? And then just wait, but you having that confidence saying most people do this, this is where herding species, this is why we like Yelp and stars on Amazon and things like that. And that helps us decide if something is worth doing. So saying a lot of people have been here, they're already paying this. Oh, and I only have two spots available this month. So if you want to grab one, now would be your time. You get a little scarcity in there and you're just going to jump on it. Always, always really great stuff from Melina Palmer. Thanks, Melina. So your action step in regards to pricing is what Melina was sharing in that last clip about practicing saying your offer or price with confidence out loud. Yes, you can say it in your head. Yes, you can say it in the privacy of your office, but I'm challenging you to say it in front of a mirror. Say it to people you know. Say it in Voxer to one of your business friends, but practice saying it out loud often until it really feels more comfortable. And don't forget to do the part that she explained in the clip about the value and where the value comes from for that price. So I mentioned a lot in the beginning about relationship sales and selling through building relationships. So what exactly does that mean? Nikki Rausch, our favorite sales maven, was on episode 17 talking about relationship-based sales. So I thought that would be a perfect episode to revisit as we're talking about this topic. In this clip, Nikki is teaching us about conversations in sales. So what that is not, what not to do, and also how to better communicate when we're talking with potential clients. 
So I truly believe that it is not your job to try to convince anybody to buy from you that, and, and you said like that when you show up with that convincer type, um, attitude and approach, then you are talking at people. And frankly, we are talked at in every aspect of our business, in every aspect of our life, just constantly we're being talked at and people are sick of it. We want to be talked with and relationships happen when conversation happens and sales happen when conversation happens. And conversation means that it's two ways. It's back and forth. I always describe it as it's like, it's like a wave that comes in and, and lands softly on the shore and like rolls up the sand and then it recedes. That's conversation. It's this like really soothing back and forth. So it isn't about convincing people. It is truly about finding out what is important to this other person. What's going on for them in their life? What, what, what are they needing right now? What problem do they have? What, what's their wish? What's their ultimate dream? And if you have something that makes that connection for them, is going to help them meet that problem, solve that need, or you know, grant them that wish, then it's really your job to put an offer in front of them. And I always describe it as it's like putting your, like holding your hand out, just you know, palm facing up, placing your offer in the palm of your hand, and not trying to shove it down somebody's throat, but just holding it between the two of you. And if they want it, offering them the opportunity to take it. It isn't about forcing. It's not about convincing. I really, um, I only use the convincer word in one strategy, which is, has to do with the way people make decisions, but it is not your job to convince. It's your job to understand and then earn the business. Thank you so much, Nikki. That was so insightful. I've always loved the visual of attracting sales and not chasing them down. Our next clip comes from Carrie Sharp, who is a communications consultant that helps business owners with public speaking. I know I say this all the time. I know I just said this in the last episode, but so much about attracting sales really comes from planting seeds that will sometimes sprout in the future. So we can get exposure and visibility and have sales conversations at networking events, when you're doing speaking events, and just in general, anytime you're connecting with new people and building relationships. In this next clip, Carrie is going to build on what Nikki was talking about with relationship building and talk about doing that upfront work to build the relationships that will in turn plant the seeds for future sales. If you're going to pitch yourself for a speaking engagement, whether it is a conference or a podcast or a summit interview, you need to have listened to speakers from that conference or that podcast, listen to the episodes, the previous episodes, hang out in the Facebook group, do all of those things, build the relationships, know who you're talking to. And from the speaker point of view, I'm much more comfortable speaking where I know the audience mm -hmm. and where I know the flow of the event and where I understand how things work. Even local networking events that I have spoken at, it helps a lot to attend that networking oh, event yes. previous to my speaking engagement. I want to see who's there. I want to talk to those people. I feel good then speaking when I'm already familiar with 
the people in the audience. Knowing the people helps a ton. But see, everything that we have talked about boils down to taking the time to do the work before mm -hmm. the pitch. <laughs> you Absolutely. have to take all the time to do all the work. It's not just get on a website, put your name in a form, and wait for the offer. You really do have to do the legwork. You need to know everything you can about the event, the event planner, and the audience that is going to be there. Thank you, Carrie. And as networking events and speaking engagements hopefully are going to start picking up, I've already seen some, I've already seen some online events happening in our area. So as those things start picking up, it's really important to make sure that the events you're doing are strategic and that the right people are in the audience. And I know it's gotten really easy to do online events and people are kind of sick of those. So I know some of the women I've worked with, networking and speaking has kind of gone out of their plan for a while. It's kind of on pause. But remember, you have to put in the work now for those things to happen in the future. Rarely can you apply for a speaking event that's going to be in the next 30 days. Usually those are pretty far out. Likewise, if you're going to apply to be a guest on a podcast or create a new event of your own. So the action step I want you to do is to sign up for a new networking event sometime in the near future, get out of your comfort zone, and also to get back into the speaking circuit if that's something that's in your marketing plan or was in the past whether it's online events or it's in-person events, start looking for them, start putting out some feelers, start reaching out to people who have done events in the past that you've spoken at. Um, so start to get out there and get some of those opportunities on the calendar. So hopefully you have some networking events on your calendar or when you get to that one that you're gonna plan and sign up for in the last action step, I want you to use the networking event to the best of your ability to build some new relationships. So Jenna Redfield is going to share with us from her episode 21 about mistakes we sometimes make at networking events and how to build a circle that will help you build business in the future. Take a listen. Sometimes the people you meet at events, the payoff doesn't happen until years later where For they sure. remember you or so like thinking that you're going to get something instantly from a, a connection. It doesn't happen. This, this actually happened, uh, back when I first graduated from college, I basically put volunteer videographer on my LinkedIn because I, you know, I didn't have that much experience and I wanted some, this woman found me and then she referred me to someone else and I ended up getting paid a little bit for this gig. And then years later I was applying for a job, the last like job I had, and one of the women that worked there was the woman that hired me as a volunteer. Aww. And so it was so cool that like years later, she, she remembered me and vouched for me and it helped me get that job. So like, you never know what, what that outcome is going to be, or it might be about you helping them. That's like, I did a video sure. um, about like five big mistakes to that people make at networking events. And one of them was just asking about yourself when you should be thinking, how can I help this person? Mm -hmm. Because if you go into the mindset of, okay, I'm meeting this person, how can I help them? They're like way more likely to help you back. 
I mean, really, I mean, people are good people for the most part. And I think especially in business, it's all about building relationships, especially long-term relationships. Mm -hmm. If you're going to be in business for a long time, you need to have the people you rely on and build those relationships with. And it's not always about finding clients. And that's what you were saying is don't always go into it being like, oh, I need to convert this person. I need to sell this person that they should hire me. Sometimes it's about getting to know them. They might not even be a good fit as a client, but they might have a best friend who is. Mm-hmm. So just knowing that- I'm a great business friend. Yeah, just you are totally. And so I'm all about, you know, authentic relationships and not just being in it for the sale because people will see right through that and they will try to avoid you, honestly. They're going to be very sketched out by you and be like, oh, this person just wants the, the money. <laughs> So I really love Jenna's approach to let's just make some connections. Let's make some friends. Let's do some nice things for people and really come at it with a servant's heart versus what will it get me. And just to keep with that vibe, my action step for you guys is to do something kind for someone that you have met recently. This might be giving them a referral, leaving them a review on Google or for their podcast or on their website, or give them a shout out and tag them on social media for something great they're doing. Just let's put some kind goodwill out into the world, and that's never a bad thing. So I don't want to overwhelm you with too many ideas because the last two episodes we had a bunch of ideas as well. But these specific action steps that I think are things you should do regularly just to keep keep building new relationships, especially if you're still working from home and not being able to get out much. So I've compiled all the action steps into that weekly checklist I mentioned at the beginning. Um, You don't need to do everything every day. Choose what works for you. Add your own to the document. Um, You could decide I'm always going to do this task on Mondays and this task on Tuesdays, or maybe you do them all one day a week. That's up to you guys. It's your business, but hopefully this will help support you in remembering to keep doing these type of tasks and these activities. If you're not on our email podcast club list, you can go to womensbusinessworkshop.com slash podcast. And you can sign up there. You'll be able to grab that download right in your inbox. All right, guys. So I want you to keep building those relationships. I want you to keep putting yourself out there. What you guys do matters and it changes people's lives. Yes, it actually changes people's lives. I'm not being dramatic. So no more holding yourself back. First step, go get back to work. (laughs) All right, see you next week, friends.